Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am excited that you guys are here with us today. And much to my surprise, he's early. <laughs> Usually he's running late, riding his horse into the studio. But we've got him right here, ready to rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking, do we style this out or do we just outright say like, oh, that cause of God. So to amazing. our audio listeners, I was on screen from the beginning and totally not expecting to be. So I'd be interested to watch my face back of that recording. I, I enjoyed every moment of that, honestly. <laughs> Myself, I was like, yes. Oh, um, you know you're in for a good show when it starts that way. So uh, how you doing, my friend, anyway? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. You know, I I think um, maybe if we had considered uh, the topic that we're going to talk about today about a month ago, you know, it might have <laughs> been a little bit better planning. <laughs> it might have actually been useful to some. Well, no, I think it. I think it'll still be useful because Definitely. people still have yeah. uh, they still have a lot of time uh, if they stay focused. And and what we're what we're wanting to talk with you guys about today is how to create a killer Black Friday campaign. Right. And um, and this is something that we both got experience in. And Dean is in the process of creating a, an awesome campaign for one of his companies right now as we speak. And um, and I think there's there's a lot of people who, you know, are kind of like, well, you know, my my business might not be good for a Black Friday campaign or, right. you know, I don't have the right kind of thing like I'm not you know, selling stuff on Amazon or I don't have a physical product or whatever. And, and then there's, and then there's people who, you know, have a physical product and they have something and, uh, they may still not be thinking about a black Friday campaign and it's called black Friday for a very good reason, because historically most retailers would run a loss from January all the way through Black Friday and Black Friday was when they turned a profit. And so they were in the black. Like that's where the name comes from. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible way to run a business to me. It sounds absolutely <laughs> awful. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine feeling good about, Oh, that's okay. We're just going to run at a loss from January through the end of November oh, and my God. pray, pray <laughs> and hope that Black Friday is good to us this year. Oh, devastating. <laughs> um, but that said, obviously, we don't recommend running your business at a loss all year and waiting for Black Friday. However, Black Friday is an awesome time to boost your profits, boost your sales, and really get your uh, your your message out, your product out in front of customers. And so, uh, so we think in the uh, in sort of the the toolkit and arsenal that you have as a business owner, you should have a Black Friday campaign. And that's what we want to talk about today. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think you made a, you know, it, just just going back to kind of what we were saying there jokingly, you know, in a perfect world, we'd have done this show a bit earlier. We didn't. It's happening now. But I think, 
you know, you and I were just chatting before this and you made a great point, James, that really what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Why are we going to theme this towards Black Friday? Because that's the time of year we're at. I think essentially the reason that this is going to be timeless anyway, this this episode is that essentially what we're talking about is how to construct really effective offers that compel people to buy. Right. And I think at this time of year, the Black Friday, Cyber Monday promotion, the reason it, that becomes an extra special skill and ability to do in your business is that, you know, people are buying anyway at this time. People are, you know, all across the world are well aware of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. They're well aware of what that special time of year brings in terms of being able to buy things, get good deals, get good packages, you know, and a lot of people even save for these special moments in time. We're at a point in time where people, you know, because of what's going on in the world, they're not able to go out as much, you know, perhaps even now starting to think about how do we facilitate Christmas, you know, so this could potentially be not just a, an epic kind of big, highly profitable Black Friday, Cyber Monday promotion. But to many businesses, this final stage of the year could be, you know, way out of proportion in an incredible way to what they've ever experienced before. And I think that's really, you know, going to be a major theme of the show as well. Yes, applying to Black Friday, but let's apply this across the whole board. Yeah. And and even maybe we're just, you know, starting to dig into it, understanding the buying psychology yeah. is that when people are buying they want to keep buying. Right. Right. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll share a story that sort of illustrates this. So, you know, that we go fishing in Alaska in the summer. Yes. Right? Fishing. That's, that's more like a, a major overhaul of fish out of that part of the world. Yeah, that, no, that is true. Like, so last, <laughs> so this year we brought back 180 pounds of fish, um, in, in six days of fishing. And, uh, and, and the one, the one thing, and, and as I'm out there fishing, right, we're off the coast of Alaska and, you know, you're, you're kind of like learning things that apply to fishing, but as an entrepreneur, I can't help, but think how those same things apply to business. And, uh, and one of the, one of the things that strikes me is sometimes you'll be out there for hours and hours and there won't be anything biting. Right. And you can't, right. you can't control when the fish are biting, right. They yeah. either are, you know, biting or they're not biting. And right. your, your hope is that you're out there in the right spot yes. at the right time when they're biting. And, and, uh, and I think it's similar with, uh, with customers and with buying. It's like when people are buying, you need to be there. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. cause you can't always control like, oh, our customers going to buy like, you know, when they're going to buy like all that sort of stuff. But what we do know is historically people open up their wallets and take out their credit cards more often than not this time of year. And so if you're not there participating, you're going to miss out on the biggest feeding frenzy, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. of the entire year. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very true. I like the analogy of looking at it as well, because essentially that is how to make sales, isn't it? Right customer, right place, right offer, right time. So yeah, uh, we have the right time. And I think uh, a lot of this show is now going to be themed how to create the right offer. Yeah. And the different okay. options you have with that. So let's so let's talk about that because I think that's that's the big thing and I think one of the myths that people have about Black Friday is um I just have to like drastically cut my prices. Yes. And I just have to, you know, give give things away because everything's on fire sale and you know, I, that's the only way to do it and it's really not the only way to do it and and so I think right. that's that's the place for us to start. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I've had I've had a very uh, quite interesting perspective into this because, uh, you know, just quick for, for anyone not knowing. So a lot of my history is in my sort of training coaching company. I've done that for more than 10 years, but only in the last few years have I ventured kind of into more physical products with obviously our, our cosmetics brand and interesting. I've seen a very interesting transition. So obviously in the digital product world, we have, you know, pretty damn good profit margins, I would say, you know, there's no cost beyond once you've already created it in, in a lot of what we do. Now, that's a very different story currently, at least in our cosmetics business. You know, the profit margins are not extremely huge on the items that we sell. And so, you know, we've I've always had this I've never liked the idea of discounting just just in any in any business, to be honest. I'm sure it suits some businesses that might be wrong to say. But for me personally, my gripe with discounting is that I always think about the people that bought the hour before the sale came on. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what about everybody that bought yeah. yesterday or the day before? Like, you know, I just don't like that feeling. It's like, oh, well, sorry, bad timing for you. <laughs> everybody else wins. So I've never just really liked that. So I think this is a great subject because I think this is going to be a barrier for some people. It's not that it's not always people don't want to discount. You might not have the profit margins to do it. And yeah. in which case, you know, the worst thing in the world would be to now sit there and think, oh, I'm excluded from this, you know, potentially lucrative time of year because I can't or won't or don't like to uh, discount. So, I mean, I don't know if you've got any personal feelings around, James. To me, discounting is like the worst option. I'm not saying never do it. I'm saying it's the worst option, in my opinion. Well, I think I think it's the worst option. It's the uh, it's the easiest option because it requires the least amount of creativity. Yes, that's and for sure. <laughs> and I think that's and I think that's the that's the thing that we typically see is the path of least resistance is like, well, I don't I don't know how like how do I get more people to buy? I could just discount the price, and that that sort of presupposes that the biggest objection to your customers buying is your price, right? right. If if you have a product or a service that you've positioned in such a way that it creates an insatiable desire for somebody to have that, then yeah. they stop, then, then money becomes a secondary, a secondary thing, right? Yeah. There's, there's much cheaper phones that I can get than, you know, my iPhone 11 with, you know, the ridiculous camera and everything that it has on it. The nice Sawaski crystals that you put around <laughs> yeah. the edge, the glitter, you know, all those kind of things. I mean, they add up. <laughs> yeah, no, like the, the pink sequins and, you know, everything on the case <laughs> really just makes me feel good. But, um, but but people, when you build up the value of something in and value is in the eye of the beholder, right? right. It, just because it's valuable to you doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be valuable to your customers. So this is, you know, I think in many cases we go back to some of the fundamental things that you really need to be focusing on when growing your growing your business. And one of them is really like knowing your customer, what is important mm. to your customer. What pains right. are you trying to solve for your customer? What uh, promises and benefits are you trying to deliver for them? And when you thoroughly understand that, then you can start packaging up your product or your service in a way that demonstrates a massive amount of value. And that increase in value doesn't always have to cost a ton of money, right? Yeah. In fact, sometimes the value that you add could be free. But yeah. it feels like it's uh, it's incredibly valuable to people, and so I think I think the basis for this conversation really for me is this concept of value, mm. and 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 one way to like try and create more value is to lower lower price 
relative to what's being offered. The other way to do that is to just increase the value by offering more things that are relevant for helping them solve that problem or that challenge or that issue that they're having or help them get to where they want to go. And then you don't have to get into the, you know, let's drop, let's drop the price and race to the bottom, you know, sort of mentality. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, I think for me, like my, my approach, like you've just said the key there, it's, it's not to take away, like a lot of people take away, like you just said, the price to, to bring the value up. I think we should be adding. And, and I, I think, the, the way in which I've approached this and, and continue to uh, just share this kind of tip with everybody is to is to create instead of discounting the products you have that people are already buying is to create something that nobody's ever bought before. Mm. Because how can how can you know, you, you can't you can't discount something that's never been offered. You know, you, you can create the price of the new thing. So now it can come in at whatever stage you want it to be. And so uh, what I'm kind of, you know, to put a bit of substance behind that, what I'm talking about, a couple of things that we're going to be doing is to take some of our existing products because we, we are at a stage, you know, in that business, we don't have a lot of products. We've got maybe a dozen different items that we sell currently, and we won't be discounting them individually across the board. Instead, what we're going to do is take some of these products that we already have and bundle them together, therefore creating new offers. You know, we, for example, we're buying nice presentation boxes like gift boxes. And instead of discounting our items, we're going to take four or five of the items. They go into a bundle that now has a new price to it. Yeah. So, you know, essentially, I guess you could say, you know, not to avoid the conversation, we are discounting, but in a unique way, in a different way. We're not discounting what people are already buying. We're creating something new that then will be cheaper than essentially buying all those items individually. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And and what you're doing though is you're you're creating something that in a way that they couldn't get before. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And 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 so there's no uh there's no apples to apples comparison yeah. necessarily where it's like, oh, like, you know, this uh this set of you know brushes was, you know, uh, you know, a hundred dollars yesterday and today it's 75. It's like this set of brushes wasn't available. Yes. Yesterday. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, it, so now it's like, oh, wow. I have this one-time opportunity to get this set put together and, and it's presented in a way that in like increases the experience that people are going to get buying it. And sure. They're getting a little bit of a deal on the whole thing had they not bought them separately, but it's not the same package. It's not the same. Exactly. It's not the same skew, so to speak, that they would have been able to get before this this bundle had been put together. Exactly. Exactly. And I think I think most businesses, in some way, shape, or form, can take that approach of adding to creating something new and unique out of what you've already got to create something special, to create a compelling special offer. Uh, at this time of year and any time of year for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, we're highlighting it right now, but this doesn't mean that you can't create killer offers throughout the rest of the year by, by, you know, packaging things up in a unique way and making them available in a way that they weren't available before. Um, one, one other thing that I think is really interesting and I see a lot of people do this and I don't know, I actually don't know if you guys are going to be doing this this year is the, the add on of some sort of uh, training or experience or information with a physical product, right? Where you guys are selling, uh, you know, makeup brushes and and you know, sort of the things that go along with that. And you know, one one part of the bundle could easily be 
you know, and you're going to get this, you know, three-part masterclass on how to use these brushes, you know, most effectively, how to make them last longer, do all this other stuff. And, you know, that's something that when you start paper clipping, you know, information products to physical products, it doesn't increase your cost at all, mm. but it increases the perceived value in a really oh, yeah. significant way because people want to get the result. And if you're like, oh, and now limited time only, you get this, you know, three-part masterclass on how to use this stuff. Then people are like, oh, there's another, th this is going to help me consume the product in a way that I might not have been thinking about before. Yeah, no, it's a great point. It's funny you raised that as well, because we're talking about this overall concept of creating compelling offers. That's actually something we've already done to increase the value of the the products we already have. You know, so with our brushes, they get tutorials on each of them, how to clean everything you've just said. So <clears throat> that's actually a, a, an approach we've done to already increase the value of our existing offer. But I, I think that's a that's an approach that I think is actually going to be very, very good for a lot of people to consider right now, especially if you're obviously listening to this and you've not even, you've kind of already discounted the, discredited the idea of running something for Black Friday. You didn't think it was for you. I think this is quite probably the easiest and fastest way to go about this concept. Because like you say, you know, if nobody's planned anything, you're not going to be able to source physical products two weeks before Black Friday, put it that way. You know, it's probably not going to happen. <clears throat> but the digital side, the information side is something that you can just literally do now. And I would go one step further as well to anyone that thinks, oh, my gosh, there's no way I could create all of that by now. It's in two days or three days. <clears throat> Consider if you've got an information side, if you don't have the time to now create it, if you've got this looming deadline for this, add a live component to it. Mm. You know, I know for anybody that's listening to this, that's maybe a, a coach, a consultant, a uh, an affiliate marketer, network marketer, anything in those fields, even offline business. In fact, I think anybody could do this. You could add to your package a live training component, you know, live makeup brush masterclass happening on such and such date, live workshop happening on such and such date, live this, live that. And just throw that, put that into your package now to increase the value. And you've not actually got to do anything before the offer. Yeah, you know, it's quite right. probably one of the greatest offers to ever make when you add that live element because you've got to do nothing really before. Yeah, and the, and, the and and the perception of the live thing, oh, I shoot. think, is even is even higher than like, oh, here's a pre-recorded thing. Definitely, right? right? Definitely. Because people are like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show up for this. I'm gonna learn something. I'm gonna you know potentially depending on how it's structured, I'm gonna get to meet people. Um, you know, and there's that sense of uh, sense of com community. Um, so I, lo I love that idea. So if you're pressed for time and you have, you know, a, a physical product or even a, even a, an existing info product offer or a service or something, you can always add something live to that, that they get, you know, when, uh, when they buy and, and all this is, is trying to get back into that person's mind and yeah. figure out, well, what, what really is causing them to buy this product to begin with? Like what problem are they trying to solve? What are they trying to create in their world? And the product or the service is one aspect of that. But how do we ensure that we help them get the result and get the benefit that they're really looking for in in the in the most effective way possible? Like that's the question that really needs to be asked right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think um, you know, I'm just going to throw this quick thing in just 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 before we get ahead. 
One of the great things I think people could do, if you already have an existing business, it's up and running, you're already getting customers, it's quite probable that your customers have been telling you the things they want from you throughout the rest of the year. Like, you know, the, the reason we came up with the, the, the cleaning pro tutorial process, because people were asking us for it. Have you got any right. guidance on how to do this? You know, oh, I don't suppose you have a blog article or a video on how to do this. So start listening to what's already been happening throughout the course of the year. And I think you'll already find what you can do in amongst that feedback. Yeah, that's brilliant. And that's and that, again, is best practice to be doing on a regular basis, talk, you know, talking with your customers, talking with your prospects, really understanding the questions they have, the things that they're trying to accomplish, the problems that they're trying to solve. And, you know, so so kind of kind of shifting gears then if, you know, you're sitting here and uh, you don't have a Black Friday offer right now and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed potentially, but you like, you know, you're equal parts nervous and excited mm -hmm. about putting a Black Friday offer together. The like, same way I approach this show every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, it's only because your adrenaline gets going because you're riding the horse into the studio. This is true. This yeah. Is true. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which we still haven't seen, by the way. So, you know. He's laying down. He's laying down. Sorry. Horses don't lie down. Um, <laughs> this one. <laughs> at least I don't think they do. I don't know anything about horses. You do, though. So, um, so then the, the question becomes, what is the starting point? Like, let's actually walk through helping somebody put their Black Friday campaign together because I feel like we've given them some some high level strategies and some theory and stuff like that. But you know as well as I do, this show is called Just the Tips. It does appear to be so. Yes. So, um, so where so where do you start when you're thinking about the Black Friday offer? What's the very first thing? You know, are you sitting down by yourself? Are you sitting down with your team? You know, are you encouraging everybody to contribute ideas? Like, how do you go about constructing that campaign? Uh, well, to be honest, this I'm going to give a couple of answers. So, so this year we're actually just modeling it off what we did last year, but we're trying to do it even bigger and better. Um, but la so last year was the first time we ever sort of got involved in a Black Friday promotion in that in that company. Um, so I can kind of rewind and tell you how we did begin for the very first time, and then that yeah. kind of flows nicely into like model what works in future, you know, and replicate that campaign. So we, we were in a position, like I say, where we didn't have tons of different products. So we kind of felt a bit limited as to what we could do, which is what led us to develop this whole concept of, well, let's just take what we already have, package it up into a bundle of the best, you know, top selling products that people are buying currently, and let's offer those as a, as a bundle. Um, so that, that's kind of like the first thing that I did. We, we actually, just my wife and I, we sat down on our own without the team first. So our kind of approach is to sit down and, and think about like what are our thoughts and ideas. And then we sort of bring those to the team and brainstorm them through with the team together. Does anyone have any, any take those and got any better ideas? Are we missing anything? Is there any, is there anything negative about what we're doing? Do you think we can handle, you know, the level, the number of units we want to sell? Are we equipped to do that? You know, do we have the infrastructure in place? You know, so we have all those kind of discussions and we kind of start mapping out the basis. But here's actually, I'm going to rewind a bit. I heard some great advice. I can't remember where I heard it. And it really, it was quite, it was such a simple but eye-opening approach to me, uh, especially in the physical product side where I've not got a wealth of 10 years experience in that. I, I heard somebody talking about how a lot of times people get it backwards. They'll start planning their promotions, planning their campaigns, and they'll be talking about all this kind of, you know, let's really break records and let's make this amount of money and this and that. And 
And sometimes you take your eye off the ball of, well, what will it actually take to reach that result? You know, we could all throw out figures like, oh, I want to have a, a six figure Black Friday campaign or a 50K day or this day or that day. And then we just start getting carried away with, I'm going to smash this record and I'm going to crush this campaign. Yeah. But you kind of forget to roll it back and say, well, actually, hang on a minute. And I don't imagine, James, this is a mistake that you make. This is a mistake that I make. <laughs> no, I don't know <laughs> about that. Is not work the numbers backwards and say, okay, well, you've got this target. Well, how much product do you need to actually do that? If you've got these goals, you know, if your units are $100 and you say you want yeah. to do six figures, you've got to have enough units of that to achieve that, <laughs> that goal. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of angry customers. Right, exactly. And so this is actually as crazy and silly as it is to say this. Like, I didn't used to think that way. I always used to think like, okay, targets and goals and then engineering the campaign and then think, Oh, actually, it's not even possible to hit that. Like, even well, if you yeah, sold everything well, out. I mean, in all fairness, you know, where your background came from is all the, the you know, info products and digital stuff. Right. And so you never have to worry about supply chain and inventory and manufacturing and everything else at that point. But but just to just to add on to what you're talking about here, you know, as, as sort of step one, the, the thing that I want everybody who's listening to hear is... There's a a very open-minded conversation to get this started. Oh yeah. Right? And and the conversation the question that everybody whether it's you, it's you and your team, everybody doing things individually and you come together whatever it looks like is what awesome what what could we awesome that what could we offer that would be incredibly awesome for our customers and prospects this Black Friday. Right? Yeah. And I so kind of like the idea of what can we awesome yeah, we I like what can we awesome that. as what well. What can we awesome this year? <laughs> yeah, I think we've just skipped the whole offer thing. What can we awesome? <laughs> I think we're going to no, put that on the t-shirt. Right. right, but then but then we get everything out on the table. You know, and and I think this is something generally speaking in in terms of brainstorm that people uh don't do as effectively as they could because the whole time they're coming up with ideas, they're censoring those ideas, mm. you know, Oh, well, we couldn't do that. We couldn't do that. We couldn't do that. And and we're going to get to the, we couldn't do that part of the exercise. But at first it's like, what could we awesome? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and how can we, how can we create such a great experience for people that they would, they would be, they would feel silly. Like, ah, like I, I, I'd feel so bad if I didn't buy this right now. <laughs> and like, that's the question that I want people to be answering when they're coming up with this brainstorm and come up with all the ideas, right? Yeah. You know, and spend, spend a good, you know, 30 or 60 minutes just on yeah. that, you know, yeah. and, and don't worry about reality and don't worry about feasibility and don't worry about any of those things. There'll be plenty of time to, <laughs> to like knock those things down in the next phase. But right now it's like, you know, anything and everything. Oh, like, Hey, you know, people would really like to buy these brushes if we sent a zebra along with them. Right. Like, <laughs> because as crazy as that sounds like, you never know if the crazy idea is actually going to inspire an idea yeah. that could be closer to something that's based in reality that you wouldn't think of if you shut off that, um, that valve of creativity. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And, and I tell you, if it, I know there's going to be some people because uh, everybody's different. Like some people struggle to come up with those ideas. You know, I'm, I'm quite a good ideas person. I can come up with the ideas. Um, but one of the great things that people could do, because I, I, I personally believe that a lot of the, the success behind a Black Friday campaign, Cyber Monday type promotion is in 
those things going to your existing customer base, your existing audiences. And so I think like one thing that people could do if they're stuck in this brainstorming and it's just running dry of ideas, like I would literally just turn around and send an email or put, do a post, ask my existing audience what they would want from me. Yeah. Now, and I, I think some people might be scared by that because it's like, oh, no, no, this has to be planned behind the scenes. This has to be secret or I can't do this. What I would literally do if I had no ideas or I felt a bit stuck or even even if I had a ton of ideas, but I wanted to increase my chances of success, the people that you're going to be making the offers to ask them what offers you'd like them. They'd like you to make. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, a perfectly great thing for anyone to consider here. You've got an audience, you've got a list and you're stuck for ideas or you want to validate the ideas you've got. Contact them, say, look, I'm putting something together. I want it to be the absolute best of the best. I want this to be the offer that you physically cannot walk away from. And so I want your input as to what might, what would make yeah. that offer that good. I love that. Hit reply it's and tell me. It's it's conversational. It's fun. It's open minded, and you're not making any promises. You're not like, All right. this is something we're gonna do. You know, I mean, for example, like I've been asking you to shut up for like three years, and it's still like, <laughs> it still won't happen, right? So you don't always get you don't always get what you ask for. <laughs> the world is a tough place. <laughs> it really is, right? Not everything lines up, but but this, but I think that's one way to come up with those ideas, and I think it's an incredibly powerful way because. Those are the people that are going to ultimately be buying. And and then there's like, just to sort of squash this idea, there's plenty of people who are going to quote uh, Henry Ford at this point. And they're like, if and Henry Ford's quoted in saying, you know, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have told me they wanted a faster horse. Right. Yeah. Right. I get it. But what they were implying was, I want to get from point A to point B faster, Henry. You know, yeah. help yeah. me do that. And yeah. so even if the customer doesn't tell you exactly the thing that you're going to deliver, they're going to illuminate the need or the desire yeah. that they have. And that's what you need to look for. You need to be like a little bit of a detective when you're figuring this out and you're like, you're kind of reading between the lines and saying, oh, they want to do this faster. They want this easier. They want, they want like this support. They want these mm -hmm. other things. And so, you know, I think that's a great way to come up with those creative ideas. And then another way if you're struggling to come up with creative ideas is see what other people are doing. Yes. Right. Like see what other people are doing. That's working. And this doesn't have to be other people who are in the same business as you. Right. right. The, yep. the, uh, the magic can sometimes happen in a completely different industry, completely different niche, completely different product or service, but it can spark an idea of, Oh man, that's really cool how they bundled all those things together. I wonder if we could do that too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, all this stuff, all these things we're saying, like contacting existing audiences, looking at what other people are doing. It's all, you know, stuff that you can do right now. You know, there's no, nothing to wait for. So you can, no. anybody can just push forwards on that. Yeah. There's nothing to wait for. And, and like I said, you know, you know, get out, uh, you know, go to a whiteboard, get out a notebook, whatever, block out 30 to 60 minutes in your, in your calendar and that 30 to 60 minutes could be the basis for creating a very, very successful Black Friday campaign. And we'll, you know, we can talk about, you know, a few traffic related things and stuff like that in, in a little bit, because I feel like people are like, well, like, you know, how am I going to get people to see it and all those things? And that's, and that's fine. But if your offer sucks, it doesn't matter how many people see it. Right. <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> like not even a little bit. So this, this is, this is the first step. So the first step is what could we do? How could we awesome? <laughs> How could we awesome? There we How go. How could we awesome? And then 
the question becomes, well, what could we do, right? So, or what should we do actually, right? So this first, yeah. this first part of this is like a big, you know, expansive sort of like funnel coming in. Like, here's all the things that we could do. And now we're going to go through a filtering process. What should we do? Right. Yeah. And what, and what we should do is now we're going to, now we're going to bring reality back into this conversation a little bit, right? We're going to say, okay, well, you know, I guess we could send a zebra to every customer's house, but that's going to be awfully expensive. Yeah. I only have three. On <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Inventory is low. <laughs> you know, the zebras get really temperamental around the end of the Can year. Can we bargain on a leg? <laughs> leg each. Yeah. They're, they're going to get cold. Like, right. So, so now we're saying, okay, but, and it's, a, and it's a completely absurd example, but if something about that was like, oh, but we could put everything in a zebra stripe box. Yeah. Right now it's right. like, I don't know where zebras came from in this whole conversation, <laughs> to be honest. But I, th I think the point that I'm trying to make is every crazy idea could lead to something that is yeah. a valid idea right. that, that adds value. And so, you know, maybe, you know, I, I don't want any zebra print stuff personally. I know, <laughs> no, I know you're wearing everything zebra now. <laughs> I know you're wearing zebra print pants right now and people can't see them. <laughs> this um, is and I'm, I'm grateful for that. But but now we're asking, like, what should we do? And this goes to the question and the topic that you were talking about a minute ago about, well, like, do we even have enough inventory for this? Like, you know, how's all this stuff going to happen? So so when you're thinking about taking all those crazy ideas and sort of packaging up what's realistic, what are some of the things that that you guys go through um, or that you went through last year and you're trying to, you know, uh, reproduce this year? Yeah, so what, one of the um, our, our overall approach with this, and I, I don't know if we're we may we may be getting this wrong. I don't know. This is I, I'm I'm fully intrigued in my own adventures at the moment. Um, but the one the one thing that we've kind of done is because we don't have tons of products, tons of stock and inventory and things like that at this stage. Um, we've we've made our sales and our campaigns exclusive on both time and quantity. Right. So our, our kind of approach of, of sort of what we're, what we're doing here and the way in which we come up with these ideas, once we've brainstormed and we got the ideas, okay, what could we bundle together? What could we do with this and this item and this? Is there any way we can package those up differently to you know, present them in a different way? All these kind of ideas that we threw onto the table is then looking at those ideas, especially particularly on the, with, on the physical product front, is then to look at those ideas and say, okay, well, if we did that one, like what's our cap what's our what's the potential upside of doing this offer of this campaign you know if i've if i've come up with a great uh, offer a great bundling campaign but you know i only have the possibility of maybe selling out and generating $700 then there's perhaps a different bundle or offer i should be looking at here because yeah. my potential is not exciting to me at this stage you know yeah so so that's kind of our, our next phase is to look at the different scenarios we kind of looking and choosing some of the best ones for us we wanted three separate camp four separate offers this year so we're doing a new offer each day throughout the campaign and so I, we we started looking at these bundle possibilities and stacking the value within the offers and really relating that down to what inventory do we have on hand you know, and 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 how many of these bundles can we put together? And if we do do this one and this one, how, what's the maximum amount of inventory we've got? And then if we sell out of everything that we hope to, where are we going to be? You know, what what what's the end result of doing this idea and that idea? So that's kind of um, our next phase is to then analyze the ideas that we've come up with and see 
kind of what the potential is with each of those individual offers. Yeah, that's cool. So I've got so I've got a specific question for you, but before uh, before I get to that question, I wanted to uh, I want to talk for a minute. This is a live a live uh, a live plug right now. I want to talk live, plug. live plug on just the tips. Um, it sounds really bad. So uh, so <laughs> what uh, what I want to talk about was the workshop that I have coming up. Um, the grow workshop. So we've created a workshop, a three hour workshop specifically designed for business owners and entrepreneurs who want to get more focus, more productivity and more profits out of their business. And, and, you know, uh, you know, from, from having worked with me some time ago that I've got like very clear frameworks to walk people through on how to make sure that they're laser focused on what's going to be the biggest driver of growth in their business how to make sure they're effectively executing on those things and that those things turn into profits. And so I wanted to invite our listeners to uh, to attend that. It's actually tomorrow, uh, tomorrow from uh, from noon Eastern until three Eastern. And you can go to growretreat.net. That's growretreat.net. And I will be there. Uh, it's a live workshop. It's interactive. If you think you're just going to come and kind of be a fly on the wall and not actually have to get anything done. Don't bother showing up. Uh, but the seats are free. What? I know, I'm just I know. about to ask, how much are you charging? I'm in. Yeah. Well, we uh, we're we're playing around with the price, and uh, we have had people pay for it in the past and got phenomenal results. But I really want to get as many people into this as possible. So I don't know if we're going to offer it for free again, but we're offering it free this time. GrowRetreat.net, um, and uh, you're going to walk away with a clear plan on exactly what you need to do to cut out all the overwhelm, get incredibly focused, have a plan that will increase your productivity and your profits in your business. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah, you should be there too, man. Yeah, be- definitely. Well, I, I'll, I'll just do a little mini plug here. This isn't sort of planned, but you know, I don't think a lot of people might always know this. People might always assume, oh, James and Dean, they've known each other forever. They ruin this show. They do all kinds of stuff. That's not true. James and I got to know each other from a mastermind uh, that we'd both joined. And at that stage, before this kind of friendship got to this ugly stage it's at now, <laughs> um, <laughs> James actually took me on as a client to help me. I was in a position where my, I wanted to scale and grow my business, my team. I didn't really know how to do that. I didn't have systems, trainings, and processes to be able to move forwards in that direction. And over the last few years, from working with James, like I say, he was consulting me for for a long, long time. Um, my businesses have transformed. There's no way I could do the things I do today if it wasn't for James. And I wish James wasn't here to hear me say that because I don't like to give him any kind of nice words. It doesn't makes me feel sick inside. Like I, I'm already regurgitating what I've eaten. Well, I'm, all, I'm I'm highly embarrassed that I helped you that much. Like it's, it's <laughs> disgusting to me. Yeah, James. Like I tried not to. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, I, I I am actually you didn't you didn't really talk about this too much beforehand. I'm I'm I can't believe you're doing that for free. Um, so I think everybody should just go anyway, even if you're questioning, like, is that for me? I don't know. Like, it's free. Go and find out. Take part yeah. in it and go and find out and then judge it at the end. I mean, you have nothing to lose. So, yeah, I, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, really, realistically, the only reason you shouldn't attend is if you already have a crystal clear plan, everything you you never feel overwhelmed or stressed out. You Everything is working exactly the way you want it to in your business and your profits are growing like month over month over month. If that's not you, then join me tomorrow at growretreat.net. Sign up right now for your free ticket and I'll see you there.
All right. So back to the Black Friday thing. So here's back what I want. Regular show. <laughs> the regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> so here's here's the question that I want to ask you. The you're doing a different offer for each of the black each of the four days of Black Friday. Yes. Was this um was this to increase like the scarcity and urgency on each one of those offers? Like, what was your sort of maniacal thinking behind why you're doing it that way? <laughs> well, funny story behind this. Uh, so, like I said, we're modeling last year, however, but trying to take it to another level. So, here's what happened last year. So, our very first attempt at doing something for Black Friday wasn't last year, it was the year before. And we were at a stage there where we maybe had, I don't know, a few thousand customers ever. Um, and so we didn't know what to expect. And so we were like, oh, people make loads of money on Black, Fr Black Friday. We should do something. This is yeah. going to be exciting. And I think we made about $100 that day, <laughs> like the whole weekend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the following year, which is now last year, comes around and we're saying, okay, well, you know what? We've got more customers this year. We've we got to figure this out. You know, I, I like to think I can run great campaigns, come up with great offers. Let's Let's figure this out. We're going to do something special. So we said, okay, based on how big, much bigger our audience has got, do you think we could sell 50 products? So we said, yeah. So we'd come up with this bundle idea. We were putting it into like this black cardboard box and bundled in some of our products. And we said, right, let's make 50 of these. And we thought this was a, we were like, this is a big goal. We've never, we've never sold something like this. Just, just to put, put some figures in to add some substance. The, the item was like 50, uh, sorry, hundred boxes we did. And the item was 50 pounds. It's about $60, $70. And so we said, okay, do you think we could sell 100? And we, this, th we were kind of tripling what we thought might be possible. We were like, let's try and do something big. And so we said, well, we've got 100, and we'll run this campaign for the whole four days, and we'll try and see if we can sell out these things. Black Friday comes around, and uh, at six minutes past midnight on Black Friday, we sold the 100th box. Oh, so wow. we sold out in about 18 hours because we started it at 6 a.m., yeah. And we finished at midnight. So what we were thinking was going to last the whole campaign and we were going to generate about five thousand pounds in revenue in four days. We sold out in the first day. So we actually had nothing to sell for the rest of the whole weekend. Yeah. So this year we decided we've multiplied the quantities of what we're going to offer. And the, the thing that we are taking from that, some people would look at that and say, oh, no, disaster. You, you lost out, which we did. But we didn't in a way as well. We actually made, we, we sold a hundred boxes. We didn't think we could do that. So what I've analyzed from that is like, well, what worked well? This is where this year's concept comes from. We bundled together items that we already were selling. That seemed more popular. We packaged them up into a nice box that we'd never done before. With that zebra print. Yes, leopard print as well. Yeah, some with tassels. Um, and then finally, we had scarcity. We had a limited quantity of these things. And we literally like great. a legitimate limited quantity. Legit. We only bought yeah. 100 boxes. Like right. we made them ourselves in, our, in here. Like we made them. It was 100 boxes. That was it. And so we've taken those components. So, yeah, you could say we had some like mishaps last year. We didn't forecast our, our capability to sell more. That was a problem. But what we did find was a structure of a campaign and an offer that worked well, bundled products packaged differently, limited quantity, scarcity factor. So we take those three things and that now brings us to this year where what we're doing this year is we're bundling up items each of the days. So we've gotten different bundles. So same items bundled differently. We're also packaging each bundle differently. So day one goes into this nice present presentation black box that's like a drawer, it slides out. Day two, we've had these like drawstring 
like velvet bags with our logo on designed and the items are going into that. Day three, we've got a smaller bag. So, so basically we've created unique bundles that go together of products we already sell, packaged in a way that we don't do, limited on quantity. And this year what we're doing is limited on time. Yeah. So each bundle has a limited quantity and it's only available that day. Yeah, You'll never get amazing. it again. Are you are you releasing like will people know what the next day's special is and or it's it's not revealed no. until the next day? No. So that's another component that we did last year. I created I created this uh and it's funny, we did all this stuff ourselves. It sounds like really professional and slick, like cosmetics company, it must be slick. We did all our photography locked in a cupboard because I needed no light. Yeah. So I was locked in the cupboard here in my office with a single small torchlight on my phone. So for those what, of you guys that are not British, he was in a closet with a flashlight. Oh, a closet. Okay. A cupboard with a torch. That sounds, <laughs> for us, that sounds very Whenever strange. Whenever you repeat English back to me, I start questioning it. I'm like, that sounds really weird. It's because it is. Anyway, car <laughs> carry on. So you last, we last saw you in the cupboard with a torch. Yes. So... We, we created this like mystery angle as in like, there's a bundle, there's a box. You just don't know what's in it until the day. Yeah. And so like we'd engineered this whole thing to be mystery. It's like, what is it? You know, but you've got to be quick to open that email when the, when the doors open at 6am because there's only a hundred, it's only available today and yeah. you don't know what's in it yet. So hurry. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And it's almost like, um, it's almost like there's like a, like a disappearing element to it. Yeah, which which is really cool, and and because I I think that uh, I'm really interested to see how this works. It sounds like it's going to work really well, com uh, based on what you guys did last year. Um, it could but, go very wrong. Like I'd be yeah. the first to say here that we could have majorly, majorly got this wrong. Like it might be too many different offers. It might be confusing. Like we might have the 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 packages wrong. Like there's many yeah. elements here that I'm going into this like a bit <laughs> unsure. Believe you me, because we've also we've also tripled the number of boxes. So last year was a hundred. This year we've done three hundred. Yeah. Um. But we have like ten x our customer base. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not convinced 300 is going to be enough for you guys. Well, I hope in in a way, I kind of hope not. And I actually took this. Uh, we had some recent guests on the show, Brandon and Kaylin at Lady Boss. Yeah, and and I see them do different offers and bundles and special things all the time. And one of the things that I always see because I you know I pay attention to what people are doing. They sell out really quick all the time. And like sometimes I used to look at that and think this doesn't make sense. They could probably make so much more money. Yeah. I remember having this conversation with them. I don't think we covered this on the show. But um, a great bit of advice from them is like, you know, sometimes selling out is a great thing because what it shows to your audiences is like, you can't just sit on this forever. Yeah. These yeah. things go and they go fast. So this year, last year was a pain in the ass. I wish we had more units. This year, you better believe I'll be leading heavily with a message of this thing sold out fast last year and many yeah. people missed out. That's yeah. not my ammo to sell out this year. And I hope right. I do because next year be the same story. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really good point. And and it creates uh it creates a a pattern and a and a training almost for how your customers should buy from you like if they want the good stuff they have to act quickly and yeah. other otherwise you know people are going to take their time and uh they be, might be like all right you know what that sounds really cool but there's a whole bunch of black friday offers going on i'm going to shop around i'm going to see what's going on and then i'm going to wait until monday and then by the time i like got all my stuff then i'm going to figure it out and you're just like Dude, if you wait until Monday, like if this thing's gone. Right. 
Like yeah. there's like there's no way you're gonna get it. And uh and you know, going back to the, you know, kind of comment about, you know, buying psychology and and all of that stuff is like when um you know when the when the biting and the eating frenzy is on, you know that maybe there's not gonna be enough food to go around. So that's why those fish get so crazy too. It's like, oh my gosh, like I need to eat right now because this is here, it's happening. And yeah. same is same is true with the way uh, you know, customers buy. Yeah, no, and I mean this in the most respectful way, but just because we're online, you know those memes you see of like retail Black Friday stores where people are rushing Walmart and like literally getting into fights and trying to grab the TVs off each other because there's none left. You kind of want to create that same feeling and vibe in your audience. It's like, I've got to rush through these doors. I've got to be waiting outside with my like little blanket to keep warm for six hours before the doors open. When the doors open, I want to be first to the shelves to grab all the best deals before they're gone. Yeah. You know, if I see other people with them and I've missed out, I want to be angry and I want to make sure I don't feel that way again. Yeah. You know, just because we're online, don't forget you're engineering with these campaigns, with these offers, the exact same thing. You want a rush when the doors open. You want people fighting to get their hands on your offer. Yeah. Obviously, we're online. Nobody's actually getting in a punch up here. I'm, you know, <laughs> but that's what we want to engineer, right? We want that same emotion, that same feeling of let's go. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We want we want the acceleration going into that. Yeah. And um, so so in the last few minutes, we've talked about the offer. We talked about you know brainstorming the general philosophy on how to how to you know create value um, through you know uh, you know uniqueness through bundling things through you know adding adding things like information and training and live live trainings and all these different things. So for people, we're like, okay, cool. Like I, I'm going to create this great Black Friday offer. How am I going to get people to see it? Um, I think we, I want to touch on that for a minute and and I'll, I'll ask you your thoughts in just a second. But obviously, if you have a list or a following of any kind, like that is the first place to start, right? People who you know, who are already know you and maybe they like you, hopefully they trust you, right? If you have them on your list, like, uh, you know, whether that's in a Facebook group, that's on an email list, that's on, you know, your Instagram following, like whatever it happens to be, your sole focus for that period of time needs to be driving people to the, the sales page, the funnel, the, you know, the store, whatever it happens to be for you. Mm. where you have positioned that offer and in your messaging, you need to be talking about the benefit and the advantage of your product or your service and why this thing that you've put together is the thing that they need to take advantage of right now. Um, because you know, this, this is going to go away fast. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, just on that basis, if for people with an existing audience already, like one of the things that I haven't mentioned that that we do as a part of this is we have, you know, where you said, you know, do people know ahead of time what they're going to be getting? Well, whilst they don't know what they're what we're basically going to be offering, the one thing that we do do is we start getting people from our existing audience onto some form of like early bird notification kind of sign up list you know so we're kind of taking our existing audience pushing them to a simple page that explains like whilst we don't go into the details you know we make it known that we have this special promotion that's going to be running with products that's never been seen before and that you know it starts at this date on this time at this date we have you know a limited number of these items and they're only available for one day if you want to be at the front of the line when we open the doors enter your name and email below 
Yeah. And we start sort of creating this sub segment of our audience and we're, we, we start promoting that. Some people I know are doing it four to four, like four or five weeks in advance. Uh, we've, we've decided this week to kind of open that early bird sort of sign up about three weeks. So in fact, in fact exactly three weeks looking at the calendar before uh, Black Friday. So that would be like on Friday the 6th uh, of November. So we're going to be opening that early bird. And then, you know, we'll be having a promotion to our existing lists, our existing audiences, uh, pushing them to that uh, Black Friday sign up. And I would also add into the mix uh, here that, you know, for some people, people that are already up and running, they're already doing, say, advertising and you're already acquiring customers. You know, if you are using platforms such as, say, the likes of Facebook that gives you the ability while you're doing your advertising to be building audiences and, you know, customized custom lists and audiences on, on the likes of these advertising platforms, then you've likely been building those all the way throughout the year. And this is, you know, I know we're about to touch on kind of uh, how can people do this if they don't have an existing audience. But I, I would absolutely say that those that have existing audiences are definitely in a much stronger position to really run with a campaign like this, because you've already got the asset as such, you know, you need traffic with your offer in order to then make sales. So if you've already built traffic, email lists, social groups, social followings, existing audiences on these paid traffic platforms that you might have been building, people that are engaged with your ads, engaged with your videos, you know, engaged with your pages, things like this. I'd be thinking about pushing all those people to your to some kind of early bird uh, notification list and creating this segment that then you can warm up uh, and give access straight away. These are going to be your like hot people that rush through uh -huh. that door. I love that idea of the of the list and and building up the anticipation and the pressure right now. Um, and the one the one thing I'll say before uh, before we before we wrap it up is no matter how much we talk today about you know this what you can do and how quickly you can put a, a Black Friday offer together, there's going to be a lot of people who don't put a Black Friday offer together, but they have audiences. Yes. And, Right. And so if they don't have a Black Friday offer and they're not pushing something really hard, see see if they want to get your offer in front of their audience. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be your audience as long as there's some level of alignment. Um, and so, you know, just because maybe you don't have an audience, it's not a big audience or whatever uh, does not necessarily mean that you have to count yourself out of the game because uh, there's going to be a lot of people who just don't want to. Uh, go through the effort of putting a Black Friday campaign together, but they might want to get the benefit of a Black Friday campaign. And so you can reach out to those people as well. And so that's another source of, uh, of potential traffic. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's perfect for anybody that's uh, you know, in that position. It's like, okay, I've come up with this idea for an offer, but I kind of just getting, like, I haven't built my list yet, or I haven't got this much of an audience yet, or I have, they're just rather small. I think that is quite possibly not the only option, um, but one of the best that you could possibly think of. I think it's so good you threw that into the mix because I think as well, like you've got to remember that we're in a we're in a time right now where the likes of these platforms like Facebook have given people the ability to build audiences and communities. A lot of people have built, you know, very popular, engaged Facebook groups, but they don't actually have products. They've just built a group based on their own interests. You know, I know in the makeup space, there are people with groups that I've seen that do lives and they've got 10, 15, 20,000 people watching their lives in their makeup groups. And some of these women, they, they haven't had products. They don't have products. What they've done is built a community, built a following in order to do these type of deals, to come to somebody like you that has a product without the audience yeah. and say, right, you've got this product. 
I've got this audience. Let's work out a revenue share here on this deal for every unit I sell of yours. You know, compensate me this and vice versa. And like now you've got the winning combination. You've got the audience, you've got the offer, and you can run that. So I think, exactly. I think one of the things is people have just got to be open to these sort of ideas. You know, some people would have listened to the first part of this show and said, not for me. I don't have an audience. Yeah. You've been yeah. closed off to the ideas of where that audience is. Go find them and figure out how to get in front of them. And just like we talked about, you know, doing the brainstorm about how to um, how to make everything awesome, do a brainstorm on well, what sort? Where could we find these people? Where could we find people who have the audience, even if we don't? And really, uh, you know, I think in many cases, success is not a lack of resources; it's a lack of resourcefulness. And so, yeah. ask yourself, how can I be as resourceful as possible? to capitalize on this big feeding frenzy that's about to happen, whether it's putting your own offer together, helping somebody else put an offer together, uh, you know, having somebody else promote your offer, like take advantage of the feeding frenzy that's about to happen. And so um, I think that's, uh, I think that's all we got time for today, Dean. Um, just a reminder to you guys who are, uh, who are wanting to grow your business, increase your productivity, your focus and your profits. Join me on a live workshop tomorrow. Uh, register for your seat at growretreat.net. Um, and uh, in the meantime, Dean, I think this has been awesome. I wish you uh, I wish you luck on your Black Friday campaign, and I'm sure you'll keep us posted on how things are going. I'm we'll perhaps do a follow-up show in, uh, in the next month or so, and we'll dissect what actually happened. Oh, yeah, that'd Maybe be awesome. What, what we planned to happen and what we would like to happen. <laughs> yes. Next, in about four to six weeks, we'll do a what actually happened. Yeah, and if I'm not there, you kind of know that it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> you just uh, you just stopped showing up. We'll be like, well, it could be the opposite. It could have went really well. And you're like, you know what? I don't need James and his, his, his crap anymore. I'm just going to like bail. <laughs> and you can go live live on an island like off the coast of Cyprus or something like that. <laughs> well, I'm a sucker for punishment. So I turn up here just because I don't like myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> No, um, I think that's I think that's fantastic. And if, you know, for those of you guys who are, you know, trying to figure this out, and you have questions, like you know, next week, call in, you know, call in and uh, and and ask us what's uh, what we think about it. Um, you can always reach us through the phone at eight 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 six two seven six thousand eight. If you're international, three two three seven four. What's the number here? Seven four 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 eight three one. Um, so if you've got questions about how to do your Black Friday offer, feel free to call in. You got a couple weeks to get pull this thing together. Not a lot of time, Not but enough lot. time to actually make a difference. Um, and so uh, so we're going to wrap it up here uh, for today. Thank you uh, to all you guys who are listening to us. Shout out to our listeners in Zhengzhou, China. We uh, appreciate you guys. Make sure you go for it with the Black Friday campaign as well. And uh, we're signing off right now. This has been James P. Friel and my esteemed co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. And we will talk with you guys next time. Later, everybody. Later. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.